Okay, and here to introduce the uh, best movies of the year in our combined list, the lovely Amari returns to the podcast. Give it up for Amari, everybody. Amari! Let's go! How's it going, Amari? Hi. I have done a quick run-through of this list. Wow, you guys watched some some true bangers this this season. It's going to be great. Awesome. I'm excited. Well, kind of, I think our methodology is we're going to go around the table and we're going to talk about um, what contributed to our rankings. Um, the uh, Alex Princeton, would you care to explain how the form worked? And uh, yeah. Um, so I, I put together uh, a Google form uh, in which participants uh, rank the films on a tier list uh, using sort of the Metal Gear tiers. Or I actually can't don't know the origin of that tier system exactly, mm-hmm. but you know F through S, S being particularly good, one level above A, F being bad, and then you know uh, also accounting for people who did not watch a film. Those scores were averaged, and then uh, that produces a final ranking. Right, uh, and there are ties. Uh, yeah, there are a few ties. Right, just if if we had more people, we probably wouldn't have ties. But uh, just because there's only so many, there's some ties. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna go around, and we're just gonna describe our kind of any quirks in our own methodology. Methodology aside from just liking or disliking the movie, I would say like one that I weighted pretty heavily was how big of an expectation I had going into the movie and how much had been hyped up versus if it was very disappointing for me, I can, I don't want to spoil it, but there's one in particular I'm, I'm really thinking about and I'm excited to see where it lands on the, um, on the podcast. But other than that, it just terms of pure personal preference and the quality of the movie. Although the ones that really populate my top five are ones that I had like a strong personal emotional reaction to that maybe another person wouldn't, without my same life experience would not have have had. So I think like is is that maybe a selfish and uh non objective way to rank a movie? Uh I suppose so. But um I don't know. I think there's a certain element of subjectivity to your favorite anything, right? So that was a that was a big uh important factor for me. Uh what about you, Gideon? Uh for me, um I really tried to just go off of gut feeling um anything i ranked an s um it was borderline perfect i would rewatch it probably like the very next day anything like that um if it fell into the other end of the spectrum something like f here that's probably something i don't ever really want to rewatch um but i tried to keep an open mind with everything that i watched and just be open to see what kind of different movies i could experience and yeah, how they connected with me or or rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and that's kind of how I went about it. Yeah, all right, man. Uh, Paul, you're, you are only here for about five episodes. That's okay. I want to hear um, how you're going to weigh things. Yeah, so uh, I would say despite my uh, lack of a presence here, I would say that my criteria for critiquing movies has developed uh, since my time on here so number one thing uh, go figure for me is is immersion uh and and i kind of learned how you can easily assess that uh when i actually compared some of my higher rated movies to my lower rated movies and i can maybe expand on that a little bit more later if it's warranted um but really just did everything that has to do with with immersion so like lighting and and uh tonality and and uh, maybe like soundtrack, uh, things like that, I think are, are what are primarily important. And I, I will say what I learned, I think is not quite as important as I might have thought. Uh, <laughs> and, and you'll know why is is casting and uh, technical acting skill is really not as important, I don't think as I, as most people give it credit for when, when compared to other immersive features. Paul, can you just jump in and tell us real quick? Uh, wh- what were the six movies you watched? Uh, oh, gee. For them as we get to their rankings. I don't even know off the top of my head if I could. Uh, I just remember like the best ones and the worst ones. So if we if we go through the votes, then I'll probably just remember which ones I voted for. I can share, Paul, if you would like. I, I have that in front of me. Yeah, sure. Go for it. It looks like you watched Jurassic Park, Blue Velvet, the first two Scooby-Doo movies, Crouching Tiger, The Witch, 
Willy Wonka, Death to Smoochie, and Blade Runner. Yeah. Also, Raising yeah. Arizona and Blade Runner 2049. That's I, I, I was not even present on all of those episodes. But yes, I did watch all of those movies. Uh, some of them with the intent to join the episode and then, you know, it didn't pan out. Uh, but yeah, so those were, the, those were the movies that I was present for. Those are what my, my ratings were. Cool. Neil? So um, I, I took like a sort of a two-step approach on mine. Uh, the first one, I, I wanted to take like an objective look at the film, like how the cinematography worked, how the music played in, actors, all that kind of stuff. And so that that's how I got like my initial rankings. Um, and then I, for, for our like numerical list that we'll share in a later episode, I think, uh, that's where I got a little more uh, subjective about like, would I, like wh- when do I ever want to watch this again? And the answer was for even some of my higher ranked movies on this list, never. Um, but I, I tried, I tried to be uh, fair to things as far as just like the quality of the craftsmanship going into it. Um, for the initial rankings, which meant that certain films that I really dunked on uh, got a little bit higher than maybe I I felt they deserved. But I I, I, I I separated my lizard brain from my uh, monkey brain. Okay. So I think the way we want to do this then is... Do I get for... to give my methodology, Sam? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. go for it. We're letting Alex give his opinions? When did that happen? <laughs> I, I tried to be pretty uh, objective, uh, and I gave some films higher high rankings that like I don't care for and wouldn't watch again. Uh, on the merit of their craft, you know, I guess we can talk about examples as we go through the list, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I also can just say for a fact, having looked at uh, some of the responses to do the ranking and scoring, uh, I think I gave out like way fewer high and low grades, very high and very low grades than everybody else. I, I gave a lot like of middle tier rankings, less extreme. Yeah, I mean, something that I definitely noticed when I was going through my ranked uh, 1 through 28 list was how few movies that I actually disliked that we did this year. I mean, there was maybe like two, three, four, somewhere in there. And even the ones that were like middling, um, like there's, like, for instance, I think one of the ones like right in dead center of my list is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is like a classic, uh, you know, critically acclaimed, super great movie. And I really enjoyed watching it. There was just so much that was above it. You know, so I think that really speaks to the quality. And and when we were reading off the list of movies that Paul has been here for, that is the list that really struck me as this is such an eclectic list that I don't think any other pop movie podcast is doing Blue Velvet and Scooby-Doo movies. And <laughs> like we've watched three Scooby-Doo movies, two David Lynch movies, both Blade Runners and a bunch of other random shit and Death to Smoochie, right? So I, I really like the... Um, the breadth of uh, content that we're covering. Um, so w- what would be the most dramatic way to do this? I think it would be, it, if we're doing the, the top five, the winners, it would be to go five, four, three, two, one. And then if we're, if we're doing the bottom five, to go in descending order until you get to the worst, until you get to the worst one. Should right? we do the top ten, just to give those? Top ten, uh, yeah, 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 sure. And then the bottom five, and then the middle um, yeah, I mean, I'd be curious to see. Yeah, let's do top ten, bottom ten. This, I, I just want, I just want to hear what some of these are. Okay. Hey, drum roll, please. <laughs> Coming in at number ten is Blue Velvet. Nice, number ten. Uh, I'm uh, that's as low as it is, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I would not have expected that. I agree <laughs> with that because uh, a little spoiler for next week. That is, that's my number one. So okay. I was, uh, yeah, I'm surprised to see that coming in at number 10, but I'm, I'm glad that it is, I'm glad that it's in the top 10. You know, I'm, I'm glad that nobody had such a violent, ri- what's the lowest anybody gave it? Like, does some, who gave it a B? I can, I can look that up. I will say, yeah. like, the average score for this uh, placed it solidly at a good movie. 
So it's like right in the middle between good and like the consensus great. Average okay. ranking 3.6. Nice. Like which would be a yeah. high You guys want me to read the average ranking that you guys gave it? Yeah, I think that would like, be useful. So a flat B or a, th a flat a flat score of three would be like a B or is no, it three flat, and A? The rankings go, um, let's see, A is three. Uh, S tier is gets you two extra points. It's standout, right. so it's five. Okay. It's a flat. It, it's above a flat A. It's an A plus. Okay, cool. Okay, that gives us some context. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A tie for eight and nine. Uh, nine is going to be in Rouge, and eight is Willy Wonka, both coming in at three, seven, five. Two really nine. similar films. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both with angry men in them. Yeah. I really yeah, I, it, yeah. both with the protagonist killing children. Yeah, Hell yeah. Love it. You guys like a dark comedy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh number seven, consensus greats. We're doing Chinatown at four. Damn. Nice. This might have been my like favorite film that you guys introduced me to. Um there, there are other films that I might even say are better films or better, like, crafted, but just, just loved it all around. That so movie like that. popped off, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the contrarian. I thought it would be lower. Chinatown? Yep. You thought it would be or you thought it should be? Would be. Okay. And where did you, where maybe, did you rank? Maybe should be. Okay. Fair enough. I, 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 I gave it an A. Okay. But I don't know. I gave it an S. I, I, I think I think I, I, I gave it an Ooh. A, I think. Alex, you said it's your favorite that you're introduced to. Did you what'd you give it? Let's see. Um I am looking. I gave it an S as well. I thought it was just brilliant. It was really badass. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number six at 4.2 is Raising Arizona. I believe this is actually a three-way tie, and I don't know how we want to, it kind of messes up oh, the top. Yeah. All right, so four, five, and six, Alex is correct, is a three-way tie. So breaking into that kind of top five territory, we have, again, three just really similar movies with The Witch, Blade Runner and Raising Arizona. <laughs> Should we break the tie? <laughs> We're gonna have to do tiebreaker via via Mortal Kombat, like when we all yeah. meet up. Is it, is it the OG Blade Runner? Do you agree? Right? Like Raising Arizona is probably the easiest of those three to recommend to like a rando. Yeah. What was the part oh, the witch was in the three? Yeah. I would put the witch above the OG Blade Runner. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. So I the way Alex on the list, we have Raising Arizona six, Blade Runner five, and The Witch at four. I yeah, think... I have no idea why it's sorted that way. They're just tied. Mm -hmm. yeah. I put I put Raising Honestly, Arizona above those other two. Yeah, agreed. It's not easier. that my opinion is factored in, but I like exactly where that is. Which Blade Runner, Raising Arizona? Wow. Okay. To, to me, I think during the course of doing this, I don't think I finished a movie um, and thought it was more perfect than Raising Arizona. Just in terms of like, it was t it was like ninety minutes, super tight, super yeah. funny. Like, mm -hmm. didn't overstay its welcome at all. Great performances. Yep. And I just laughed the entire time. And, like, yep. I could recommend that to anybody. Like, my, my parents would love that movie. Absolutely. For sure. I agree with Alex in saying that, like, it's probably the easiest to just... Someone's like, what's a good movie while you're sitting at the water cooler at work? Raising Arizona. Just throw it out Raising there. Yeah. It's hard to not like it. Broke into the top five here. I was just Hell about to say yeah. this. Your first Nick November <laughs> to be mentioned. <laughs> All right. Um, number three at four and a quarter is leaving Las Vegas. Damn. Really? Right. Okay. The first, but not the least, uh, uh, not the last of the uh, Nick Cage movies. Love it. We, we, we had Raising Arizona. So that was the first. 
This is one where, like, I don't know that I care to watch it again, but you just can't argue that it's, like, yeah. very well crafted, told. Yeah. yeah. In my, like, in-depth ranking, I, I gave it an S, but I put it pretty low because I don't know if I ever want to watch it again. Mm, that's fair. Like, it was just too Have much. you seen this film, Amari? I've seen, like, 20 minutes of it. It's one that I have started but never finished. That's Absolutely fun. devastating. I mean, it is just, like, I don't know. I'm all for depressing shit, so I'm pretty sure I gave it S tier. And I love Nicolas Cage's performance, and I, I forget her name, but the lead actress. Elizabeth uh, Shue. Elizabeth Shue. And I would totally rewatch it, like, even the day after. I'm like, this shit fucking rocks. So, that's just me, though. Okay. Okay. And I want to know opinions on these two movies, because I agree, out of your guys' list, these should for sure be tied for number one. We have Eraserhead and the original Wicker Man. Ooh! Damn. Nice. Fucking brilliant, brilliant movies. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I'm so happy that we went from the night everybody was watching Eraserhead, like basically being like, I'm not doing this podcast anymore, Sam. I fucking hate (laughs) you. I'm done. You're being number one on the list. That's awesome. Um, Something. I'm the only one who didn't give it an S tier. So you guys love Damn. it. Damn. Holy and I shit. Give it an a. Really? You didn't give a razor head an S tier? That is such I a, give it an a weird, awesome so That's game. pretty high. Yeah. Um, another thing that is a shame about this uh, this number one pick is that Wicker Man is one of two episodes that I accidentally lost in the editing process, and they're totally lost to time. Damn. Uh, that and Starship Troopers, I totally bungled the editing, and I lost it somehow. So, But, you know, you'll live and you'll learn. I was I was so upset over losing the Wicker Man though because I had never seen it before. Didn't I mean I I knew vaguely kind of what it was about, but it was so excellent and I just was totally blown away by that movie. Did you guys do both versions or did you just do just the, the original one? Yeah, just the original. I love Christopher Lee, so I appreciate mm-hmm. that Wicker Man made it at the top of your list, because yeah. what a weird and brilliant actor. Mm-hmm. And they're both Maybe. 70s movies. Before we move on from this mm-hmm. segment, I, I wonder, um, just for bragging rights, if we want to, we, we, we can, um, who recommended each film, uh, and, and we can see who has the most in the top 10. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Ooh, so, I like Alex that. recommended Wicker Man, Sam, Eraserhead, uh, Sam, I guess. Who recommended The Witch? I think that was me. It feels like Neil. Who recommended Blade Runner, the original? Sam. Yeah. Uh, I recommended Raising Arizona, Sam, Willy Wonka, or, or Sam, Chinatown. Who recommended Willy Wonka? I think that was me. Uh, and okay, that rounds it out. So in the top 10, um, I recommended two films. Neil recommended three, and Sam comes in to lead at five films in our top ten. Nice. Although I think if I, we look at who recommended the most films, that might also be biased toward Sam. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Think, I think I had the most input, so I'd be willing to, you know, like if if we get that evened out over the course of an entire year, I would be willing to bet that it's a complete toss up on on who gets on the top ten. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm gunning for the bottom 10. Oh, uh, you're about to dominate this bottom 10, dude. Amari, I'm banned from recommending movies for this podcast, if that gives you any indication as to, uh, you know, where I live here. So, Paul, I I, I didn't hate Death to Smoochie that much. Yeah, I thought it was all right. F tier, bro. Terrible. As we, if we transition here to the bottom 10, you know, most of these movies actually have a consensus score of like B and then after that, like C, which would be an average or fine film. So we didn't hate all of these until we get to the very bottom of the list. (laughs) Oh God, I'm so nervous. (laughs) Okay. So do we want to start with the bottom 10 then? Yeah. So 
coming in at number because I'm assuming Alex you color-coded these for me again while we were talking <laughs> coming in at number 19 at the solid score of two is seven psychopaths Tie. Ooh. Ouch. Actually, a three-way tie right there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so... Also, I, I, I don't know how we deal with this, but we should just probably read them all. all the time. I will read them all. Um, Blair Witch is also a two. And so is Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, which is one of the greatest films of all time, so... Yeah. yeah. Bit of an upset there. The yeah. bottom. I, I, I'm less <laughs> offended that uh, seven psychopaths is like low on the list. Like I get that, like mm-hmm. with averages, it, you know, maybe things will end up there. But the fact that you're putting it on the same level as Blair Witch to me is crazy. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that, that is not a tie. Blair Witch I is not better. Watch Blair's Witch. You can't blame me for this one. I I didn't like. Well, okay, so kind of going back to what I was saying before about, like, expectations versus, like, my reaction. Um, I had always heard that Blair Witch was, like, this legendary horror movie, and then I watched it, and I was like, it's like three people screaming in the woods for 40 minutes. Like, I could have made this movie. Like, and I know that's yeah, kind of yeah. the brilliance of it. I know that, like, that's why it's famous and popular. Like, I get, I get it. But I feel like I did myself a disservice by not being around in 1999 to watch this movie. I feel like it would have been much more effective if 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 I would have seen it under the pretenses of oh man, it's like a snuff film. This really happened, man. <laughs> and but because I went into it not knowing that it wasn't real, it kind of like the illusion was ruined for me. And I like Seven Psychopaths. I just didn't think it was as good as certainly as in Bruges and some of the other stuff that we've watched. I mean, I I I'd agree that it's not as good as in Bruges. Like that's kind of why I put it as like the first martin mcdonough movie because i think it's the most accessible mm. but it's i i it, it, in a grading system like yeah maybe one's one's maybe they're both b's but one is a b plus and one is a b minus or one like uh the, the, they got the exact same score just blows my mind it's funnier to me that blair witch and witch's ghost got the same score like the two most opposite end of the line witch movies Witch's Ghost, just not nearly as good for me as Zombie Island. On I agree. Zombie I agree. Island is tighter. Um, wow. Scarier. It's way scarier. It's more violent. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I would say, Sam, so I have seen Blair Witch. I, I didn't vote on it. Maybe I should have. But I, I think it's one of those movies, along with what you said, you, you just have to be like 18 when you see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, That's kind of like it. That. There's a window of opportunity to really think that that movie is awesome. And... Uh, I think you just missed it because it's that, like, that, that, I, that's when I saw it. It's like Fight Club and Donnie Darko. Like if you didn't see it yeah. as a fourteen-year-old boy, you missed it. Absolutely, yeah. I can vouch for that. <laughs> good, good news for you, Amari. No more ties here. I, I want to mention it felt like a sin hitting play on the streaming service for Blair Witch instead of popping in like a v, VHS. Yeah, yeah, dude. and it felt wrong and. And and I did a, thankfully originally watch it on VHS, but uh, it was the first time a movie made me feel like it detracted because of the format I was on, and it wasn't like a higher tier format. It was, you know, it's interesting. I'll give you Blair Witch is one of the movies where context makes it really good. The movie itself is solid. But the context and knowing the history of, like, what it did for found footage films and, like, how much money it made and how much, like, guerrilla marketing they put into it makes it a better movie than probably the script or, for sure, any of the acting. (laughs) Okay, now, these Neil especially is going to make fun of me because I say this about every movie on here that I need it to be, like, overly explained because I'm dumb. But, like, my disappointment with The Blair Witch is that we didn't see it. Like, I wanted to see it fucking stab somebody or kill somebody. And then him just standing in the corner at the end, and then they dropped the camera, and that was it. I threw my hands up. I was like, you got to be shitting me with this movie. Mm. I felt like I just wasted 90 minutes of my time. But I, I, <laughs> I wonder. Again, like, so, A, I feel like, again, you're, you've missed the point of the movie by doing that. But but also, the fact that you are then putting it on the same level as Seven Psychopaths. <laughs> 
just makes Neil is never going to forgive you guys for the no. drinking. No, I'm like, I, I'm sorry, guys. You're not you're not going to live to see 2025 at this point. <laughs> Neil quits the podcast. Um, right, so coming in at 21 with a 1.75, another banger that you guys hate, Kung Pao. Oh, let's go. I recommended this. I love this shit. Tell me why you don't like it. It's all yeah, good. Who, who gave this movie low score? I think I gave it an A. Looks like me and Neil gave it the lowest scores. Um, I gave I it a C. So what's that on the scale? Is that that's one and D is zero? Yeah, so it comes in with an average like C plus. That's fair. I uh, feel like that's a totally acceptable score. Go ahead. I give it a G. I thought it was like basically trash. None of the jokes were very funny. Uh, and the 3D uh, was like just reminded me why that era sucked so hard for film. Uh, Strangely, it's the the only movie I gave a C to. Like, (laughs) it it stands alone (laughs) on my list, at least. Hmm? I I have never. And I couldn't remember anything redeeming about it. That's totally fair. I haven't laughed this hard at a comedy since I watched like the original Borat when it came out. <laughs> I fucking laughed my ass off this entire movie. I thought it was so funny, but okay. It's, it's I'm, ex- I'm extremely biased to this movie because it's like one of those movies that was introduced to me at like eight years old and it's lived rent free in my head till now. <laughs> Uh, you know, so, but I can understand, especially if you've never seen it, like it is not that good. And the jokes, I'm sure they do not land. Like they land with me first, uh, first time watch. I think this is, um, a really good way of illustrating your guys's rankings and how you guys decided to score these movies because nostalgia and just like general vibes is how Gideon said he ranked all his movies and everyone else is like I'm looking at like the overall cinematography and like Kung Pao is not it. Vibes <laughs> are so important for me. <laughs> like I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fight Alex on this one a little bit like yeah the CGI in that movie is not great but also what they were trying to do with the CGI like when's the last time you saw a cow walking on two legs like my overall review is not hinging on the CGI. I thought it sucked and wasn't funny. I didn't think any of the jokes were very funny. And humor <laughs> is pretty subjective. So, what, what about the shop where that guy's like, <laughs> "Do you want fries with that?" Like, <laughs> I watched. I've went I back and watched that scene. I've watched that scene like fifteen times since we. I'll watched rewatch it sometime with you in the same room, Sam, and it'll be like you cracking up and me just sitting there like. Yeah, great. Oh, okay. man. So it's like me and Grace's relationship. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so this makes favorite mad. black. I don't know how you feel, Amari. Makes you mad. Okay, so this one has my favorite, um, like, coral time on this list 1.6666666667. Um, it comes in as The Mist, another beautiful work of cgi i think you guys are nuts for ranking the mist like so low lower than some of these other ones yeah i'm i'm bothered by that one i did not see it so i i'm i have no idea i have nowhere to hide everybody else has dodged out of the way uh i ranked this movie pretty low but it was at the like again as as neil mentioned earlier how he had his rankings separated by like you know the tiers basically um this was like at the low tier of like movies that i still enjoyed and had a good time during i just didn't like i got to the end of it and i was like oh i don't really i don't really see what all the fuss is about but i appreciate that you really like rip uh rest in peace uh what's his name oh andre Oh, and um, Andre Brogner. Yeah. R.I.P. What happened? He was dead. He died. How did he die? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, I was some sort of natural cause, some sort of like. Uh, he's uh, the, the chief in uh, what's the show? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, big R.I.P. to that. How did he die? 
Let's find out. Uh, lung cancer, says Wikipedia. I think he was like in his 60s. A little older than we thought, probably, but sad. No doubt. Still sad. All right. Before we get to the bottom five, we have Sam's favorite movie on this list coming in at 1.5, A Night in Paris. Whatever. At least, it, at least it wasn't. At least it wasn't at the very bottom. So Friday, boys. this would be a good time, I guess, to get uh, Alex's thoughts on this movie because he was not on the original episode because uh, that was just Gideon and Neil shitting all over my dreams for uh, for basically ninety minutes. So I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts, man. Sure, I'll keep it really simple. Um, the present day story and acting, everything about the present day in that film is absolutely terrible. I've never seen more like. B to low A-list actors phoning it in, so obviously. Uh, and then, like, some of the history stuff is fun. I mean, I think the history character caricatures are um, overdone. Like, Hem- Hemingway is just, like, nuts, but it's just fun, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and kind of interesting. I think I actually gave this, like, a B or a C. That's Not more, a. that's acceptable, I suppose. What did you think okay. of Adrian Brody's cameo? Uh, who did he play? Remind me. Salvador Dali. Yeah, that was my favorite performance in the, yeah. in the whole thing. Uh, can, can I expose our rankings on this? Just yeah. My... Okay. Uh, I believe I gave this a C. I'm guessing Sam is the S. Yeah. That's uh, and which is insane. Insane. I, insane. insane so ranking. No. Uh, Guys. And then Gideon and Neil both gave it D's. So. D for sure. Like, Sam, Sam, Sam you, you can't tell me that this movie's in the same like you can't tell me it's in the same category as a racer head. Yeah, yeah or Blade same. Runner or something. That, those You're... are so incomparable. I mean, I know we're yeah, comparing all the movies. It's not, the others are good. It's not <laughs> standing shoulder to shoulder with <laughs> S rank stuff. Guys. The the, all... the modern day, they're bad. They're all I just, bad. I just want you guys to know that it is you guys who are outside the norm on this ranking. Go look at the Rotten Tomatoes score on this movie. And I'm not saying Rotten Tomatoes is always correct or you can't disagree with that. I'm just saying, I'm just asking for acknowledgement that I am not the crazy person for thinking this movie is good. I said it was average. You said it's one of the greatest films of all time. I don't, it's, it's not, you know, that's, that's a little much, but it's, it's it's one of the best movies that it's one of the best movies that we've watched. 93% 93% wow I guess it is really just better to be romantic about stuff and not uh, live in the past like just literal that, that's I'm, I'm confident that's that's the line of dialogue verbatim wow wow <laughs> it's Guys, better to when... be romantic about stuff and not live in the past is better done by eternal sunshine of the spotless mind dude and hell yeah also, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a high score, and Sam gives it a high score because it's a Woody Allen movie, which is not like not every Woody Allen movie deserves a stamp of godliness. But that's true. He's a super right, inconsistent. <laughs> he's yeah, a super. He is a super inconsistent director, but he has every ten years he shits out a masterpiece somehow, and I don't know. Shits. <laughs> oh my like God. my 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 introduction to woody allen was like i was like on the internet as a kid and was looking up like i was looking at like uh start like start, the wikipedia page for star wars and like i was wondering about like what awards it had won back in the day like the academy awards and i was surprised to see that it had not won for best picture. And, you know, my little like 12 year old mind is like, well, how can star Wars not win for best picture? You know, what could possibly have beaten it? And it was a movie called Annie Hall. And I was like, really curious about this. I was like, well, you know, I, I better watch Annie Hall and see if it's better than star Wars. And I watched it and I was like, well, son of a bitch, like these guys might've been right. And that, you know, like, I don't know. I just. So Sam, if that, if that, if that was your introduction to Annie Hall, uh, how many girls were introduced to Annie Hall via first date with you? <laughs> Okay, we'll leave this for another. <laughs> Damn. We'll we'll leave this we'll leave this for another uh, for its own dedicated episode. the number of girls who were introduced to Woody Allen by him being their stepfather, and then. <laughs> <laughs> we love, I, we I, love. 
as much as I did not like this movie, it did not fall into F category. I would rewatch it for some of the beautiful scenes of Paris, but that is the only redeeming qualities of this movie for me. I'm on the same page. I, I, I didn't put it into the F tier as much as I shit on it because, like, yeah, the cinematography works. Uh, there are some good, like, minor character performances. I don't think the main cast was particularly compelling, but like, like we said, Adrian Brody had a great cameo, and I think there's a few others in there. Leah Saito shows up at the last couple minutes, you know, there's nothing more beautiful than Paris in the Rain, and then that soundtrack kicks in, and it's just like, oh my god. Woody Come Allen. The cringe levels off the charts. Yeah, you're such a sap, Sam. All right, coming um, oh, in at... Testing, one, two. Before we go to the bottom five, can you guys help me out? Um, who recommended Blair Witch? You're probably me. And who recommended The Mist? The Mist was me. Okay. I have all the others. Go for it, Amari. All right. Starting off the bottom five, we have Vampire's Kiss. Makes sense. Yeah, bad movie gets bad ranking. I will totally rewatch this movie. I really loved his performance uh it is the only thing that makes this movie watchable everything else is so bad in this movie uh and even his performance can't save this movie from how fucking terrible it is but if you like nick cage this is a standout nick cage performance and a must watch if you are a new cage fan so i i think i think for this bottom five we so who i think we should share who gave what because I, I gave it a D based basically on Nick Cage's performance and just like the meme ability of it. Not that it's a good performance, but that it's a entertaining performance. Neil, it says you gave it a C for what it's worth. Oh, well, that's a mistake. I also think I gave it a C. I, 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 gave, I, it a, I gave it a B, but I think I'm wrong. So You guys have no idea what you did. I gave it a D, Neil gave it a C, and Sam and Gideon both gave it a B. On, on my list, I... Like on my personals, I have it in the D category. So, did you press save? Okay, anyway. that might have been an issue or something. I don't know. So maybe it ranks a little bit lower. Than, but I mean, I can update this in real time if you are telling me. Yeah, you no, it, it, on my on my <laughs> one through whatever list, it's it's a it's a D. And uh, okay, uh, does that change anything there, Amari? Uh, I think it just gives it a lower one. <laughs> I think it just took it from 1.25 to 1, and it's still in the same spot. Yeah, uh, it's still the same Damn. We're getting, um, we're, the, the last four movies we all really hated, so. Yeah. Deeply, I, deeply I, 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 I still need Sam and Gideon to justify a B on this. Vampire, Vampire's Kiss has one redeeming quality, and that is Nick Cage performing his heart out. Yeah, and but is, is that B worthy? Like, I think above the, average. The, uh, yes, because this movie is short, and it is filled with one entertaining performance. And just watching it for the meme quality, this is like a funny watch it with your buddies and have a couple beers movies. And I don't know. I just think that that's worth something. And I think that I really value Nick Cage's ability to give it all even in the worst piece of shit ever. I agree with you guys. This movie is horrible outside of his performance. Hey, but I just watch. I just really like his approach to acting. And I don't know. I just I just think he's such an interesting dude. This is like it, it gives him movie. such a platform to perform. Yeah, exactly. And that is the only thing that can make it rise up as a B. I'm only giving it a B above a C because of how much I love Nick Cage. That's the only way I can justify the B. I laughed my ass off in this movie. Call out that for like 90% of American men, a have a beer with your buddies movie is like The Hangover, but for Sam, it's Vampire's Kiss. Sam and me. Call me up, bro. I also enjoy the statement um, this movie gives Nick Cage a platform to perform as if he's not a Coppola. He was going to have a platform. <laughs> but very good point. That's you know there. <laughs> Coming in 
with a 0.25 is the Tom Cruise classic Minority Report. I couldn't believe how much I didn't like this movie. All I'd it's ever heard... social commentary. Dude, all I had heard was, you know, like, Roger Ebert giving it a four out of four and everybody talking up this movie and saying, like, oh, this amazing vision of the future. This movie was lame. It just... <laughs> and Steven Spielberg... I think we talked about it a lot during the episode, but Steven Spielberg was exactly the wrong director to take on this movie. Like, um, it it should have ended with this, like, really dark Philip K. Dick kind of, like, dystopian thing and then it ends with, like, she the one of the the future site beings is like totally fine and like living on a farm and they're gonna grow up to be totally normal and everything's fine at the end. I was like, I don't know. I will say though, I really appreciated the y two k version of the future that we gotta see, like the very early two thousands, like lots of lens flare, lots of like really light colored like. Uh, fashion and, and, and things like this I, I just thought like it was a real throwback and it really dated this movie in a way that I don't think like for instance uh, something comparable like Blade Runner is dated visually in that in that same way um, yeah it, it, when I was talking at the beginning about like part of my ranking was expectation level versus what was delivered this was definitely the one that was sunk for me just based on I thought it was going to be great and it was just too long and not not very entertaining but anybody else you know, on minority we all report? like roundly agreed this one was pretty disappointing i gave it a c everyone else gave it a d um yeah just another hollywood throwaway i don't know yeah. all right this one is a shout out to you paul coming in at the big Fat, zip, zilch, zero. That's a smoochie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand up in defense of that's for smoochie. I gave it a B. I thought it was pretty funny. I Never in my life had I seen, like, Robin Williams dancing around in a rainbow suit before. Um, there were a lot of, like, you could get away with it back then. Uh, gay jokes in the film? That, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I forgot about those. So here, here, I, I, I gave it a D, I think, because it wasn't like totally irredeemable to me. And in retrospect, I'm gonna give it like a comparison to Hausu, where I feel like somewhere in the creative line, they decided to just go like in a completely like abnormal direction from like a standard movie. Um, like obviously not quite as crazy as House, but just like the way characters are presented and how the narrative is delivered. And it's just that it worked in House for me, and it did not work in Death of Smoochie. But it's interesting to watch in that mindset. I think there's a lot to learn from Death of Smoochie, uh, just as a movie. Um, you know, it 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 really taught me first and foremost, and I was alluding to this earlier, but it, it was that merely having a really good cast uh, of, of pristine actors does not a good movie make. Um, and uh, I, I, I would like to compare Death to Smoochie. I, I do think it exists almost as an opposing force to Blade Runner 2049. Um, really, there's kind of like a yin and yang relationship between those two movies when you really think about it, because... As I said earlier, a, a movie can be made great by uh, immersion and lighting and, and very good storytelling. And um, if you'll remember, some of my there were very few grievances about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But I think one of them for me, I know you guys disagreed with me on this, but I was not um, I was not impressed by Jared Leto's performance. Uh, I was not impressed by Harrison Ford's performance. the The acting was was a bit subpar. Um, but it didn't even matter because the, the movie was directed so well. And uh, whereas the polar opposite of that would be uh, Death to Smoochie, which is a, a movie with a fantastic, fantastic cast. And it's just lifeless. There's nothing there. Um, so, yeah, I think Princeton disagrees with that, though, because Princeton thinks that Ed Norton is like really good in this movie. 
Well, yeah, it, 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 he is good, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I'm thinking back to when we watched this and what we said about it, and I think we all agreed that like the, the first 30 minutes was pretty tight and had some like total zingers, and then it just <clears throat> descended into nonsense for the remainder of the film. Does that yeah. sound about right? Yeah. yeah, I would agree. And in hindsight, I think I'm just remembering like some of this, the like pretty snappy one-liners and stuff in the first 30. I don't know. Call back to the beginning of the episode where Sam says no other movie critique podcast is really doing what you guys are doing. Paul, that was a deep and poetic take about two (laughs) wildly different movies. Thank you. (laughs) Agreed. So I think the rule, uh, we're making up this rule on the spot, but I think the rule should be is if you recommended the movie that comes in last place, you're banned for picking for a year. Uh A whole year, bro? Until somebody takes your place at ranking the, picking the worst picked movie. Well, okay, so. All right, well, you're feeling pretty confident in this moment, Sam. Let's read these last. You are feeling wildly confident for the guys. What? What? (laughs) No, no, no. So, didn't, I'm sorry, didn't you just say that Death of Smoochie was the last one? Well, it has a zero overall score, which means... Zero overall score. With a negative, second to last penultimate, with a negative 0.25 is History Boys. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. I don't have that much more to say about that one. <laughs> I um, recommended this, uh, you know, on Nostalgia Factor. On Rewatch, I didn't like it as much either. I think I gave it a D or, or maybe a C. I, I kind of take some umbrage with you guys because I think um, this score means you think it has almost no artistic merit or value. And I do think there's like a very interesting ensemble cast. Um, I found this story, you know, reasonably interesting. I appreciate that it's maybe hard to follow on first watch and the French scene didn't do much for you. Uh, and I know some elements of the subject matter, like we roundly didn't care for it, but, but I, I, yeah, I was pretty surprised to see like basically round uh, across the board F's aside from me, but curious. What, what, what um, did you wind up giving it, Alex? Um, what did I give it? I think I gave it a C. No, hold on, history boys. Oh, I should have given this a C. I have it in here as a B, actually, but uh, I thought I originally gave it a C. Does that change the ranking? Okay, it's still in second place with my C. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, does anyone care to defend? Like, this is truly Let meritless. Let me say, I've never seen it. Yeah, I, I, maybe I, you should watch it. I, I think that it. I, I don't disagree with you in saying with the uh I think there I think there is some sort of artistry in there. Um but I think it made a really clumsy transition from the stage to the screen. And while you I I don't I, I don't know that I would talk about the cast that much. Like I've seen some of them in other things, but I felt like the actual history boys themselves were I feel like there were too many of them, and, and like I, like we only really get to know two of them, but I'm supposed to care about most of them, and I think objective like one of the more interesting characters to me as a concept was Rudge, who we barely spend any actual time with. I don't know, but does but, that make it an F movie, worst of all time? Well, not not worst of all time because we'll talk about <laughs> the one in a sec. But to me, like, the, the, there was just so much wrong with it to me. Like, subject matter just got to this, like, again, just v- very strange. I don't know what it was trying to say. Maybe that's yeah. me being stupid. But, like, again, like, be- being gay is, uh, you know, you're a oppressed minority. But also, all gay teachers are potential predators to children. I don't know what it was trying to get across. I, I, I think it, I think the script itself was confused to, to this point. That's just like, so 
like j- just unpalatable in a lot of ways. Totally fair. And that's why like my revised ranking on second watch is way lower than how I remembered it. Yep. All right. Are you guys ready for the worst movie that you watched this year? Yeah, let's do it. With a negative 0.6, we have returned to Zombie Island. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Who's. This movie was pretty bad. Um, I think I might not have given it an F, but I think it was based on the context of like, to me, this is totally different from all the other movies we watched in that it's like a made, it seems like a made for TV kids special. Now, I think maybe your rebut against that is going to be, well, if it's going to be a made for TV kids special and they're not going to put any effort into it. Why invoke the name of like the most legendary Scooby Doo movie that applies to millennials and things like that? And that's a good question. But I mean, it just it strikes me as categorically different than any of the other movies. Not that I didn't give it a D or an F, which I think I did, but I would be as harsh on this personally as I was harsh on like Minority Report. You know, you know what I mean? Just in terms of expectations yeah. versus what was delivered, I think it's oh, kind of unfair to be like. Yeah, this made-for-TV Scooby-Doo movie isn't as good as a Steven Spielberg movie. You know what I mean? I think that's just like a weird kind of comparison. So, I don't know. It's like if I if my kids asked me to watch it with them, I would be annoyed. But yeah, you know, it didn't like a, it wasn't like personally offensive to me. Would you see? But what, oh, go ahead, Alex. Movies also made for TV. I say that again. So. Weren't the other Scooby-Doo movies also made for TV? At least Witch's Ghost. I don't think Witch's Ghost ever played in theaters, did it? Yeah. I feel like they were like straight to VHS. Yeah, yeah I think they were straight to, straight to VHS or something like that. But it, it struck me, one of the things I commented on when we finished um, Return to Zombie Island, when you're looking at the credits, all the animators are at Korean, like they had outsourced all the animation. And I looked, I looked into it, and that's the same animation studio that does the TV show. So this is just a, it was just a longer, bigger budget episode of the tv show in comparison to the zombie island or witch's ghost which i'm sure had like actual animation budgets behind them like you know like a not like a disney movie of that time but you know something more akin to that than basically you know here's double the price of a tv episode to do you know what is essentially an hour-long movie so i just basically my point is that i just think the expectations are a little bit different and that's that's the only reason i didn't give it enough it was you know it was boring and shitty but Mm-hmm. Who recommended this one? Was it you or maybe Paul? Wasn't me. I cannot take credit. You know, I think I had recommended that we do Zombie Island, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. Like, I think it was kind of a consensus that, like, we all like said a double feature. Yeah, we all said, "Oh, hey, there's a." Did you guys know there's a sequel to Zombie Island? Why don't mm-hmm. we throw that in the? But I don't remember like who said it or. I, I think, I, I'm, I'm going to go on record here and say that I think Sam's trying to weasel out of not being able to make recommendations. I was literally about to <laughs> say that because I, 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 I suggested original Zombie Island. Damn. Okay, I'll go back and I'll go back and I'll listen and I will, as proof, I will cut out the MP3 and submit it Why as proof. It? So I'll go. Well, I'll yeah, go back and I'll the, listen. The guy who edits things is going to give us a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep a close eye on the upload date for that episode. He's gonna have like an AI voice do it for him. <laughs> fix it. It could just be me and Grace doing really. It, it could be. And we have to end the podcast, or that we are all free. <laughs> Maybe I'll just we'll read you the episode with me and Grace doing bad impressions of everybody that's on here. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then Amari can do the reaction podcast for it. <laughs> <laughs> Where I go and find the actual MP3 of Sam suggesting the movie. <laughs> yeah, you like call him out on it In- right Investigative away. journalism, dude. Like, like straight I, up. I, I think that more likely, like, the discussion of like what to watch probably came up in, like, pre-recording talks, but yeah. yeah, I'll go back. Hey, I'll go back and I'll listen. Um, so do you want to run down the list uh, from 28 to number one, just to, I mean, or from, from the very bottom? For our bottom 10. Um, 
So Neil recommended two bottom 10 films. I recommended two bottom 10 films, including our worst actual film that isn't a made-for-TV movie. Uh, Paul recommended Death to Smoochie. Uh, Sam, you're on here three times, and Gideon, you scored one in the bottom 10. There we go. Sam, best and worst. But what have I said every week about my personal preference in movies is that I'm interested in tens and twos, and <laughs> that has absolutely panned out here. So I'm I'm actually weirdly happy with that. <laughs> I'm totally fine right. with that. one of mine being in the top uh, bottom ten. It makes sense. Wear it with pride. We can just breeze through these. I think these. Last I was ones. just about to say I am just going to read through. 11 through 18 i'll start with um oh do you want me to start with 11 or 18. well i kind of want to hear the whole i want to hear the whole list at once just to go down the um like from from the very just bottom to the, the top. ones you guys didn't skip the mid guy mid tier guys yeah maybe well i mean they're mid for a reason right like i feel like we didn't have that many strong feelings about them one way or another Okay. Unless, or if, unless you want to go through the, the middle ones and then we just go bottom to top just to, um, just to for posterity. Okay. <laughs> There's one film that I really want to see where you guys put it because I had a very different. It... Okay. I, I'm I'm interested to hear. I, I I've got thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 16 and 17. Um, so I said I would do 18, but that was Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, and it was in the same bunch as Seven Psychopaths, which we all know how Neil feels about that. So <laughs> 17 and 16 were both at 2.75, and that was Total Recall and Adaptation. Then we have... Yes, Sam. Oh, it was. I didn't say. I didn't say anything. Okay. Then we have fourteen and fifteen are both at a two point eight, and that's Scooby Doo on Zombie Island and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> I love that those two are the same in our eyes. That's, that's a perfect very double feature. <laughs> very millennial. To be. These are definitely at the same caliber. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also at the tie score for 12 and 13 is Jurassic Park and House. Wow, that's a Neil double feature right there, man. Yeah, so here's the thing. I do not understand how House is not in the top five. Wow, top five. House is my number one pick. Wow. Holy smokes. Like, like, t- typically, my my top five and my bottom five synced up more or less. House is my number one pick, and the fact that you guys have it like anywhere near the middle shocks me. So, if I recall correctly, I believe at the beginning of the year in the first episode, we did favorite top five favorite movies, and Jurassic Park was one of Neil's favorite movies. So, so Neil, does that mean House has broken into your top five? Yeah, I mean, like. At- after this year, so I gave uh, Jurassic Park an A. I, I, I had to rethink a lot of things this year, movie-wise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, but House House is probably my favorite 2023 thing that's happened to me this year. Like, <laughs> Damn. Preach, dude. Uh, I, I, I absolutely love it. It's just so unique and just wonderfully bizarre. I, 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 like, I, I'm gonna turn this podcast into just like, guys, we're gonna rewatch House and we're gonna discuss it again. I, I would, I would rewatch it anytime. I love it so much. I listen to the soundtrack at work. Dude, I love baller it. status. That's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we were able to do that. I feel like, uh, maybe for the beginning of the year, um, or like when when we kind of start with like the year proper movies, there should be a celebratory thing that goes off on the podcast like musically if a movie enters your top five or something like that i don't know we'll we'll workshop that i want to make a quick programming note um we're tied with house and and oh wait have we have we actually read house's ranking yeah yes 
so tied with those, but not appearing on the list is um, uh, Starship Troopers, and there's just an error in the form, but it it but it has the exact same ranking. It's tied there. It wouldn't affect either the top ten or the bottom ten. It sits squarely in the high middle here. I'll take it. Good film. Yeah. Cool. And that leaves number eleven was Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, 3.4. I'm really surprised to see that that is not ranked higher than the original. Like, I thought for sure, like, because I know Gideon would rank it higher than the original. I was surprised that you guys did. Sure. Well. I, I would rank it higher than the Like, I, I think I put them both in the A tier. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, but I, again, like, if we're giving higher A's than others, 2049 was higher than the original. Right. Okay. Looks like two of us called the original S tier and. None, and, and only one of us called the 2049 S2. I think that was me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like me and Paul both like the original better than 2049. So. I, uh, I, I just, I was trying to think about it objectively. I do, on a personal level, I, I enjoy 2049 better, but it, if I'm rating the movie objectively, which maybe I shouldn't have done, maybe it's all just should have been opinionated, but uh, I do prefer 2049. But I think just technically and and uh, from every other perspective, the original holds up better. Probably, I like I like the original better. I don't know. I like them yeah. both a lot. Yeah, I do too. Um, okay, so then do we want to just quickly run through the twenty eighth through number one, and then Amari, you can get out of here and get on with your life, and sure, I'm surely surely do something more productive with your evening. All right, coming in at number 28, Return to Zombie Island. 27, History Boys. 26, Death to Smoochie. 25, Minority Report. 24, Vampire's Kiss. 23, Midnight in Paris. 22, The Mist. 21, Kung Pao. 20, Blair Witch. 19, Seven Psychopaths. 18, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghosts. 17, Adaptation. 16, Total Recall. 15, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. 14, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. 13, House. 12, Jurassic Park. 11, Blade Runner 2049. 10, Blue Velvet. 9, In Bruges. Alex deleted the list. <laughs> What's there you go. What are you trying to hide, He's Alex? He's adding Starship Starship Troopers as an honorary mention. It is um, in the 12-13 ranking along with Jurassic Park and House. Eight was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Seven, Chinatown. Six, Raising Arizona. For your top five, we have Blade Runner at number five. Four is The Witch. Three, Leaving Las Vegas. Two, Eraserhead, and one is Wicker Man. Damn. Nice. Solid list, guys. Sam, I've got to be your ideal guest because I recommended both our top overall film and our worst real film. Yeah. (laughs) Goated guest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely something to be said to that. Maybe I'll hand out like senior superlatives uh, next episode when we do our true cinema lover one one twenty you know one through twenty eight or whatever we decide to do. So, uh, Amari, thank you, thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Amari. You are welcome back any anytime you want to come. You can dictate what movie we all watch anytime you want to be on. You just let me know, okay? I have a whole list of things that we should watch for Black History Month. I think we should do a black exploitation. Movie marathon. Can we do Shaft? Well, yeah. What about we'll do Shaft? We'll do. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna do some damn classics. We do. uh, Down. Hell yeah. Blackula. Ooh, good one. Good one. What about um? This isn't. I mean, this is a homage to black exploitation movies, but I've never seen Jackie Brown. I was just about to say we have to watch everything Pam Greer, so coffee, Jackie. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I love that movie so much. <laughs> Sounds awesome. And 
honestly, if we're going to do a double feature, I'm going to get you, Sucka, and Don't Be a Menace are for sure a double feature because they're both Wayans Brothers movies, but one is the, like, older generation and one is the younger generation, and so they're both awesome um, social commentaries on when they were made. One is really obviously focused on the 70s and uh, has some great actors in it, rest in peace. As a case, and the other one is more of a look at like boys in the hood and '90s gangster rap culture. So they're both I, beautiful. I, I I was just gonna say like I I think a really good double feature would be boys in the hood and um, hoop dreams, but it would be like a, a special occasion kind of deal. Like that'd be that'd be a good one. Amari, how much like progress and of the work do you think we can get done with you and like five white boys? <laughs> Um, so I don't know if you guys actually made a real list of feminist classics for you guys to watch during Women's History Month, but probably the same amount. I love it. I love here's it. to always being your guys' token black friends. <laughs> oh, God Have bless. a good night. Talk to yeah. you later. Yes, see you, Mari. Have a good night. Thank you. Oh, that was fun. That was awesome. Okay. So uh, what I'll do is I'll just take a couple seconds uh, for a pause and then I'll just introduce like the podcast as we'd normally do it and we can. Isn't it like uh, 9 p.m. your time? So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So do you guys, so what do you guys want to do? Do you want to talk about in Bruce real quick or do you want to. Um, I'm okay wanna... shelving it as I probably need to get going. Oh, I didn't okay. see in Bruce. So if we do that, I have to leave. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, I don't want to disappoint Neil. I know that he's. I want to give it. it I, I I wouldn't be offended. You guys can talk about it in Bruges if you want. It's just I can't be a part of that discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Well, then if Gideon's got to go anyway, then let's let's just save it for next week. Then we can talk about it in Bruges. Um, maybe we release the episodes in reverse order or something like that. That that might be smart. And then we can figure out in the chat what we want to do about January. And if anybody's um sticking around to play World of Warcraft, stick around in the chat after we uh, end the episode, and we can do whatever the hell you, hell you guys want to do. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys.